Falcon backs off matter support, and Russia backs off the iPhone. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero trust, tailor-made for Okta. Book a demo today at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is a talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. That has a special meaning tonight we'll get to in a second. We do this every Tuesday night on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. We'd love to have you join us in the chat room. A bunch of our friends are in there already now wishing us well, and I need all the well wishes I can get with this crew. Um, so we're going to go around. We have a number of topics tonight. Uh, we'll let you know who's here, and then we'll take it from there. Um, so I'm just going to take my screen in order to make sure I get everybody. Um, so beating out David Ginsburg tonight in my corner of the Angels is Webb Bixby, <laughs> all spiffed up. Webb, good to see you. Yeah, tonight is uh, the Mac Live version of Hollywood Squares. I'll take David Ginsburg to block, please. So um, anyway, <laughs> thank you, Chuck. It's good to be here. <laughs> good to have you. And c- coming in second only to Webb Bixby is David Ginsburg. David, good to see you. Good to see you as well. Thanks for having me. And this is going to be a great panel tonight. So look out. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, it is going to be fun. So when I say whatever time it is, wherever you are, this applies to a first-time guest on Mac Voices Live. Kyle Swagger is here. Kyle, it's good to see you. Oh, good to be here. And thanks for inviting me on. I mean, this is this is going to be fun. I can tell that already from pre-show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm going to ask you to explain why, whatever time it is, wherever you are, what that means to you. Well, what it means to me is I'm in Manila, Philippines. So it is currently 8.05 a.m. here and uh, 80 degrees. And uh, being the fact that it is morning, yeah, I may have a nice polo shirt on, but I'm still in my underwear. (laughs) You fit right in, Kyle. You fit right in. All right. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if he's channeling ZZ Top or the Blues Brothers, but Guy Searle is back. I Hi, like to welcome. think of myself as the Paul Lind of the Mac Voices. Oh, <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, uh, that's a picture. Uh, I thank you. No, I've I've got some I some uh, light sensitivity right now, so that's why I'm wearing dark sunglasses. Not because I'm just so cool. I really I thought you were on a mission from God. Oh, oh that's always brothers. that's constant that, that's but constant. the mission always changes mm-hmm. the yeah. mission always <laughs> changes uh, Jim Ray is here and I said in the pre-show I can't decide if there's is just cold where he is or if he's turned into a monk Are yes. monks uh what, what does monk have to do with it why I don't know you just I mean you're you're like all in light colors with White. with the with the head covering, I mean, you look almost virginal. Oh, He's celebrating Ramadan. Well, it's an apple. Well, I'm well an apple yeah, we couldn't see that. Okay, so all right, so that makes <laughs> well, sense. Well, you, you, you yeah. got the the logo here. That... Oh yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> with the, with this panel, though, it might be good to have a monk on. We need some guidance. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> God is with us. Bless mm. you, yes. my son. 
Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that? Are you allowed? Oh, I man. just did. <laughs> We're all self self ordained. Oh boy. <laughs> Jeff Gammon is here, and Jeff, for once, you might be one of the saner people in this crowd. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, what does that say about some of the life choices you've made this evening, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff yeah. is always one of the saner ones in this crowd. Again, what does that say about Chuck's mm-hmm. life choices? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, and and uh, unfortunately, Kyle beat Jeff to the uh, to the question of the attire below the camera tonight so sorry sorry jeff. jeff oh no it's it's fine um i just assume that everyone is uh is pants free below the camera line kyle don't step on jeff's underwear no i'm sorry i yeah, i completely forgot about it it's very sacred territory <laughs> there's plenty of underwear to share <laughs> oh boy oh. yeah Eric, I agree. Eric Bolton is just like, what am I doing here? What? <laughs> ah, suddenly there's eight people instead of nine. Hmm. <laughs> Must be a connection issue. Yeah. <laughs> Say something, Eric. Just to let me know you're right. <laughs> Yeah. Speechless. Totally speechless. Yeah. Nice to yeah. be here, but I have no idea how to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> Going to leave it alone. Smart man, smart man. Last but absolutely not least, Mr. Ben Rathig has joined us as well. Ben, good to see you. Good to see you too, Chuck. It's always great to join the insane asylum. Yeah, yes. And you fit right in, actually. <laughs> I'll bring my straight jacket. There you go. Now there it's go. a party. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, I picked out a number of stories, um, and you know we always we always are up for ad libs. But um, the first one I'm going to throw into our private chat uh, that it appears that Belkin has backed off on Matter support for its smart home devices and is quote unquote rethinking this. And I couldn't decide if this is a big story or a little story, or doesn't it matter? Because Belkin makes one of the most popular switches out there, the Wemo, and the fact that it's not going to support Matter like they said they were, I mean, where does this, what does this mean? Does anybody have any interpretation or thoughts on this, or is it just we don't care? Ben's with the first one with his hand up. Go for it, Ben. If anything, this says this is saying something about Belkin. I have seen uh, multiple... Uh, Multiple matter products company uh, released by companies like Miras. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, but n- the only company that seems to be having any problems with this right now is Belkin. And I have to wonder if that has something to say about their R&D budget. Well, I wonder if it's more along the lines of they want the whole pie and if they're playing in a bigger playground, they don't get the whole pie. Now Belkin's never been their own playground kind of company. They they've always done the, the, the stuff that plays on other people's platforms. So I don't know if that would be it. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they managed to engineer themselves either through software or hardware into a corner that they can't quite figure out how to get out of. 
And the fact that they said, yes, we're in. And now they're saying, maybe we're not. Um, this does not surprise me at all. I, I was actually expecting at some point Belkin would start dragging their feet, <coughs> excuse me, and then probably just kind of let everything sit. And, uh, and then instead of being a company that's being touted as an early adopter, they'll come up at the tail end, which uh, they, they have done in the past as well. So this, this just seems like their modus operandi. I'm sorry, I didn't raise my hand. It's all right. Well, one of the things that, one of the reasons that I really jumped on this, I thought it was interesting, apparently in an exchange with um, The Verge, um, the, the comment was made by um, Vice President of Global Communications, Jen Y, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, that they're rethinking their approach to the smart home and why went on, quote, why went on to write that Wemo will bring new matter products to market when it can find a way to differentiate them. But isn't the point that it's all supposed to work together? Exactly, Guy. Exactly. And so you're differentiating yourself by basically doing something different. <laughs> well, or ostracizing yourself from everybody else or just trying to make a closed a closed environment. I mean, that just really oh, rang oh. kind of hollow with me. Oh, oh, oh. Jeff, Jeff is... <laughs> I, I like to come up with uh, with uh, crackpot theories on the fly, um, you know, channeling my inner Kelly. All right, so if they're giving us the the uh, PR speak of they want to differentiate, what if that means that they have found that the market for things like smart plugs has uh, has become uh, I don't want to say like a bottom feeder market, but uh, prices have been driven super low. The products are all basically the same thing, just different logos. Um, I, I mean, I have a TP-Link switch sitting around here somewhere that I picked up one day and couldn't figure out why it wasn't showing up in the Wemo app and then realized it wasn't a Wemo switch. I mean, that that's how similar all these products are. So is that Belkin's way of saying this is not a market that we feel like we can make the, the sort of money we want in. Therefore, we are not going to make products for this space. Sounds plausible. Yeah, that does sound plausible. I mean, it's a very oversaturated market right now. Yeah. yeah. I, Jeff, I, I like it. Uh, I, I like the thinking. Um, it just surprises me that they would just take themselves completely out of it. Because now, if I'm going to go and buy a new switch, I'm probably going to make Wii mode farther down on the list, whereas before it would have been right at the top. Yeah, and now I'm worried about uh, the investment that I made in Wemo smart switches. I mean, I, I have one of their smart switches, at least one, in every single room in my place. How long before I need to just replace those with something that offers me better compatibility. But compatibility with what? Exactly. Yeah. Eric, you, uh, you have uh, a thought. Yeah. I, it took Wemo a, a, quite a bit to get their thread support. Yeah. That wasn't instant. So I, you know, maybe they're just waiting to buy some time. I mean, I, I have to say, I, 
I really like the the Wemo doorbell that I've got. And since it's the only doorbell out of all of them that I've tried that works, I'm happy with red support and I I don't really care. It matter doesn't matter for me right mm-hmm. now. So if it takes a while before something happens, I'm I'm willing to wait. I just wonder so, how many. Uh, I'm sorry, 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 no, Chuck. No, go, no, no, go, go. I, I just wonder how. I mean, we're sitting here in our tech group right now, and we're talking about how how much matter does matter or doesn't matter. But I wonder how it actually matters to the actual public out there when they when they go and buy it. You know, it, if what exactly are they looking for? Do they even do they even care? I think most people just want what's the cheapest. Plug it in. Does it work? And I don't know if Belkin is trying to find their difference in the market right now because it is oversaturated, or are they possibly trying to do something within their just within their own ecosystem? That's- and I think I think Kyle's on to something here. Um, I mean, right now the average consumer isn't going to know jack about matter. Um, they'll see works of Google, works of Apple HomeKit. Right. Um, these are completely HomeKit compatible. They're quite frankly one of the better HomeKit switches or some of the better HomeKit products out there with Thread. <clears throat> so they may not think right now it's worth their while to invest in Matter. Why? Why? I mean, as far as Apple's or as far as Apple users are concerned, it's really no different than HomeKit. David? Yeah, um, I was going to say, too, the article also says, and I was just thinking about that before I even read the last uh, paragraph there, that you know, back in 2016, Belkin decided to not even, uh, they canceled their plans to even be part of HomeKit. So I remember buying those plugs, and I was like, okay, I bought this plug. It doesn't even work with HomeKit. What's going on here? And it took them a good long while until they finally updated the firmware for it to to finally be compatible to that. It seems seems a track record of having that, and now they're just going into the matter side of things, making a change to it. You kind of have to wonder, where are they going with this Wemo brand in itself? Uh, that's an interesting point. I, I guess, Kyle, you, you broke it down pretty well. But any way you take it, if, if I'm, if I'm going to do any kind of research on this, now... Wemo or Bel- the Belkin, the Belkin product is going to be one of those that isn't 100% compatible, like allegedly matter will make everything else. And so, again, that's going to that's going to push it way down, no matter how cheap it is or isn't. Um, I, I just I can't I can't find a good reason. I understand the differentiation argument. I just can't find a good reason um, other than if if they want if they if they wanted to limit their themselves or you know create a premium product then price it at a premium price they have a great reputation so why not leverage that why just step away from the option completely this edition of mac voices is supported by collide collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps learn more at collide.com/macvoices our sponsor collide has some big news If you're an Okta user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. How? If a device isn't compliant, the user can't log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in zero-trust architecture. 
Collide patches one of the major holes in zero-trust architecture, device compliance. Without Collide, IT struggles to solve basic problems like keeping everyone's OS and browser up-to-date. Unsecured devices are logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to stop them. Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Okta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions to fix it. If they don't fix the problem within a set time, they're blocked. Collide's method means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and most importantly, 100% fleet compliance. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to learn more or book a demo. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for supporting Mac Voices. The problem, I think, with the premium argument is it's not like it's not like computers. It's not like Mac OS versus Windows or iOS versus Android. It all pretty much transparently works the same, whether you have switches and knobs and dials or what have you from one company or the other. If they work with the controller that you, that you have, oh, then it, it just works. So trying to create a premium brand in a market that doesn't really call for it, I think is a mistake that, that you're, you're better off trying to stay, you know, not be the maverick, trying to make sure that, that the, the stuff that you make is going to work with everybody else's stuff so that you can sell more stuff. So if I understood you guy, then you think that they should be including matter. I believe that they should because yeah, I don't I, think, okay. I don't think that, that not some, yeah, cause Apple tried that with HomeKit, and for the most part, people ignored HomeKit. for the most part. They went with the other standard because that was cheaper and that was where more of the companies were. And their switches worked just as well as the other people's switches. So people generally didn't care. So if you're going to have an overarching standard like Matter, then as a company trying to create products that work within the smart home, you want to make sure that your products are going to work with, with the prevailing standard. Or you're going to be left out in the dark. Okay, so I'll throw it out to the chat room. I mean, how many of you, does this make a difference to you um, with what you have now or what you would be purchasing in the future? I mean, how do you feel about it? And how many people on the panel here have Wemo switches at the moment? I do. Okay, that's a pretty healthy number. And then, And then to Jeff's point... I mean, how long how long should we expect these devices to be usable before they are no longer supported? Now, I understand that this doesn't mean that the the the, the Wemo switches are not going to be supported, but they're not going to be upgraded. They're not going to be up. I don't know if they're upgradable, but they're not going to be upgraded. And so, should I be looking at some another brand that will support? But I'm I'm wondering, is that an endless game now? Because it's such a consumable market anymore that you you buy into something, it seems like, it, it, I mean, I, I hate to compare it to like a phone, but it's like every two years, every year, sometimes 
for a lot of people, it's a new phone, it's the new features, it's a new this, the old tech gets thrown out the window. I don't know if it has something to do with because tech is moving so quick right now, which it really has been, particularly in the last five years, or if it's more of let's let's just keep bringing them in and spending more money and spending more money, which, you know, as a company, that's exactly what you want. So you're profitable. Um, I just don't know if, if I'm going to brands right now, is it a brand for me? Do I trust the brand or am I trusting the price? Because I know in two years or three years, unfortunately, I'm going to have to replace it anyways. Will you, um, will you have to replace it? You know, I mean, well, these are, these are, for the most part, these are simple switches that they, they're either on or they're off. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can build some more, you know, programmability into it and set up schedules and all the rest of that. But at the end of the day, it's for the most part, and that's not for everything, of course, but for the most part, it's either on or it's off. And if that's all it's going to do, then the only differential between stuff that's out now and stuff that'll be out five years from now Maybe the method of communications, the way that it speaks back to the network. I, so, that I agree with. That yeah, I agree so with. If you have if you have something that only works with uh, what's what's the current eleven standard? Um, uh, Eight hundred two eleven uh, whatever. Yeah. AX and okay AX. Yeah. AX. So you're on eight hundred two eleven AX, and all of your devices work with eight hundred two eleven AX. And five years from now, Google says, "Hey, you know, we can get twice the bandwidth if everybody moves to you know eight hundred two twelve or whatever the next standard is mm-hmm. going to be." Then that's going to make everything that you have under eight hundred two eleven AX and the subsequent um, uh, revisions of that going forward obsolete because they're not going to operate on the same standard. So then you do have to replace everything if you're going to replace your entire backbone. True. You're right about that. You'd have to, it's starting from scratch again. That's yeah. true. I mean, the other part about that right now, smart home devices are moving away from Wi-Fi onto thread. That was supposed to be part of the matter changeover. But because there's been a little bit of uh, dragging the feet on certification, um, you saw kind of this weird middle ground where you had uh, some some thread devices that are not going to be moved over to Matter, but most of the stuff going forward will be thread compatible. Web, I'm you're sitting up there looking so dignified. Is this a good business decision? I mean, you've heard all the tech, yeah. yeah here, but is this a good business decision? Couple of things. Uh, first of all, you know, it, it is a very credit marketplace. So of course, the, when you get credit, if you can't promote yourself like Apple does as a premium brand, uh, then you're going to compete on price. And by competing on price, you're going to start having uh, lower margins, and it's going to be a very difficult business to to make money. And um, my personal experience is uh, I, I've heard of Matter. I understand its concept. I haven't done any homework on it. I have a bunch of Wemo plugs, um, and I they're all sitting in a box down in the garage. And when Christmas comes around, I need to get up all the Christmas lights and the all the Christmas decorations. I use Wemo for that, and it works perfectly. 
Okay. It does exactly what I want it to do. And then come uh, about the first or second week in January, I take everything down. I put the Wemo plugs back in the box and I don't see them for another, you know, 11, 10 and a half months. So, um, so I, I'm happy with them. My point here, and I, I do control them within the home app, which, uh, you know, which is HomeKit compatible. I'm pleased with it. Um, uh, am I prepared to have to replace them for some specific reason? They get end of life. Yeah, I'll do that. But in the meantime, matter is could be important for me in other ways, but for how I use my Wemo switches, I'm not that urgent and thinking about upgrading those or changing them out. So um, they, they do what they they do for me what they want. As Guy said, it's a, um, it's a switch. It's, it's very binary. It's on or it's off. And that's kind of the end of it. So, um, and uh, like I said, I got, like I said, about 10 of them that I'm using throughout the house during Christmas time. And they all work at the same time. Every once in a while, I'm, one loses its connection. I got to, you know, unplug it and plug it back in, have it reestablish its connection. That's, that's not constant, but every once in a while something happens. And then I have a whole nother brand of, does the same thing for the outdoor lights because those Wemo plugs are not uh, all weather, if you will. So, uh, so I got the outdoor lights and the indoor lights and all that. So, I like them. They they work for me. Um, if I have to change them out at, at some point, I'll think about it. But, um, um, you know, I, I'm wondering if remember Steve Jobs said one time when we were t- they were talking about why they don't have Blu-ray support um, today. It's not that that important but back then and what did he say is uh, blu-ray is a big bag of hurt because of the licensing fees okay so i'm wondering if there's a licensing matter that's going on here and maybe that's one of the things that that belkin's talking about it's it's a low margin business and then we got to pay a royalty to someone else i don't know i don't know if that's the case or not but i'm wondering if that if there's some other business reason that's going on besides just whether they adopt it or not so those are my thoughts chuck Hmm. You, you brought up one thing that I always think is interesting, and that is this is how you use the Belkin switches. Um, and I, I think that really is going to factor in big to this um, as far as what we have existing, what Jeff has existing. He says he's invested a lot in Wemo switches. And will he, you know, go somewhere else now or will he replace or will Jeff, will you just ride it into the ground? Um, I, I will ride them into the ground. and. My expectation is that that Belkin's not going to end Wemo support uh, or support for Wemo products. There we go. It's this is something that they will continue to uh, to to invest in on some levels. So they'll be they will continue producing products. They will continue uh, doing software updates. It wouldn't surprise me if at some point the rest of the market moves on from what these switches are but the software will still be there for a long time and so yeah i'll I'll just keep using them and until they either start physically failing or uh there's some other reason why they become inoperative which which would probably be a a software thing as far as what happens when new wi-fi standards come out doesn't matter because they always make sure that uh, that new Wi-Fi standards have backwards compatibility. It's okay, guy. It's okay. We'll get through it together. You don't need to cry. <laughs> but if it makes you feel better, it's okay. I'm to cry. so sad. I'm so um, sad. 
<laughs> yeah. So, you know, but look, look at what we have for smart home devices today, 2.4 gigahertz. And, uh, and we've moved on. Um, uh, someone in the chat, because I'm actually paying attention to it tonight. I think it was Cletus was asking, um, ha- haven't these things moved on to five gigahertz? Nope. And they're not going to, which, no, no which, yeah, th- they don't have any reason to. And, uh, it's it's not worth the investment. So yeah, I'll just keep using these. And plus, also you'll have better range with two point four. Yeah, yeah, better through walls. Y- yep. Yeah. So you know, but it, the, but that also means that you have to have a router or a hub or something that will do that two point four. Now I've got um, a great. I've got the Eero. And you know that automatically generates a 2.4 gigahertz network, so I'm good. But there's some out there that don't, and you have to end up then figuring out a way to have a 2.4 gigahertz, or you can't get your. Wait, there's get companies your smart that, are, that are doing Wi-Fi routers that don't have 2.4 gigahertz on them. I thought there were some it's, at CES that. I mean, said it that wouldn't they surprise were, me, and at the same time, it surprises me. Okay. Um, well, one reason I brought this whole thing up, because there's one other factor that we haven't gotten into. On Sunday, I was at home here working, and the electricity went out. And what ended up happening was about a block and a half over, there was a fire. And so they just shut the, the power down to the whole neighborhood until they could figure out you know, what was going on and what, if it should or shouldn't be. But when, they threw, when the power came back on, Man, I had a lot of things to reset. And what I discovered sort of by quite by accident is that the uh, the, the U bulbs behaved properly. Once the network came back up, I could tell everything to turn it off and they would go off. Um, I could tell the Belkin switches to go off and they would go off. Some of the third-party things I've been tempted with along the way, ah, not so much. You know, they they required a bit more hand-holding or maybe even a physical disconnection. Uh, So, you know, I'm looking at this and thinking, okay, this is why I buy, I I bought premium switches and premium bulbs and all that, because they behave, they work. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I, now I I just, it it doesn't mean that the Belkin switches are going to stop working that I've invested in. It just is going to cast a doubt in my mind. And that's. I keep coming right back to that, but that's the way my thinking goes. I think yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Is it a good idea for them to to do this? No, I don't. In in the end, I don't think it is a good idea. But apparently, maybe for a business sense, for them, it it is for them at least currently. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I hope so because Belkin's a great company. They make a lot of great products. Agree. Agree. Um, so that's why that's another reason this was sort of a surprise. Uh, let's see. Next story that I wanted to paste in here. Um, oh, I don't know if this will get political or not, but what the heck? Um, apparently, the Kremlin has banned iPhones um, because of concern over espionage from the West. Now, come really? on, we all we we always knew Putin was a droid. <laughs> <laughs> Some of his appearances I, recently, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, to be perfectly honest, 
would we re- let a Russian or Chinese phone within the Pentagon or the White House? Well, hell no. Babe, there are probably Chinese phones in the Pentagon right this moment. With TikTok most, on it. Yeah. yeah. TikTok, too. Most, um, I mean, no, most, Huawei, most phones, no including, phones. Inclu- well, not, well, yeah, okay. Huawei is, that's, that's like a whole different level of Chinese phones. Mm-hmm. But for, for the most part, all the phones that we're currently using, including iPhones, they're all made in China. So, for for you know, I, I think this is just more along the lines of you know, Apple has publicly, you know, not gone with the story for Putin, and um, you know, what was it? They they find Apple some ridiculous amount of money over uh, uh, some some third party apps, or, or I, I don't remember what the story is now, but it's it, I think it's all just a matter of. Well, you're doing these things to us, and Apple is a Western country based in the United States, so we're going to do this to you. And you know, quite frankly, I I don't think the Russian market is is all that big anyway. So for Apple, it's probably like, okay, you know, you you don't want us there anymore, then uh, we won't worry about it too much, and uh, we'll be back once you're gone, which can't come fast enough. So, so the the question I thought about though is okay. If they are not going to use iPhones, what phones are they going to use? Are they going to use Android? Really? Yeah, so where where it's easier to install espionage tools? Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Land, yeah. Landlines. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, I mean, this isn't this isn't all I'm that dissimilar to what to what the Chinese were doing to Western reporters as they were trying to report in the, uh, the Western prov- provinces of China. They would literally force them to hand their phones over along with access to it so that they could put software on it and know exactly where the reporters were and when, what pictures they were taking and, and the stories that, that they were posting. And there was no choice. If you didn't go along with it, then there would be like, okay, well, then you can't go. That's that's how China does things. That's communism. Gotta yep. love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a show and, title. And they'll tell you. They'll tell you. You gotta love it. Oh, you yeah. Better love it. <laughs> better love it. Or you will love things no more. Yeah. <laughs> this Mac Voices Live panel is back next time to talk about which smartphones Russia will be using, who won when the cast of Ted Lasso went to the White House, text message legislation, and a whole lot more. That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope to see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, Consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.